This is 20 Questions on Design Lake City, and today we've got Sam Wellskopf. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks, man. Stoked to be here. Sam's an industrial designer, and he works for Cool Clothing uh, currently. And what, what do you do as an industrial designer at Cool? Uh, I do their accessories program, so all their uh, packs, bags, hats, belts, and anything else my boss comes to me with. Awesome. And um, Sam's worked plenty of other places. We worked together at Klugonics for yeah. a time, and that was great. And he also worked at Wildhorn. He worked at Black Diamond. And before that, um, went to school in... Uh, a, a great, huge school called UW Stout. Shout out to those those folks back in the Midwest. The Stouters? In, in Wisconsin. Stouties. Nice. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you know this or not, but I played drums in the Black Diamond cover band. And, yeah. And we were, we were kind of, I was mentioning that like we had worked together and I'm like, yeah, do you guys know Sam? And they're like, oh yeah, Sam. Sam, the, the bad guy. Sam was awesome. <laughs> Sam was am amazing. Like, we miss Sam, you know, so <laughs> I just wanted to give you props for that. Oh, thanks, man. Um, so anyway, 20 questions. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay, let's do it. First few questions are rapid fire. Question number one, who's your favorite designer? Lately, it has been uh, Bill Bowerman, um, the, like the first... Well, he's not a formal designer, but he was the the guy first designing like Nike shoes. Okay, so, and I just like him because he was like a a tinker and like thinker. So he would like prototype shoes in his kitchen and then test them out on these athletes. And um, I just think it's cool when like someone just has an intuition to do that mm. versus like going through a design school and like having this preconceived notion about how it goes. He was just like, yeah, this is what needs to be done. I'm going to do it. And like all his designs kind of differentiated Nike and, mm. um, yeah, made them like stand out in the early days. So awesome. But it definitely changes month to month. <laughs> so like way, way before a Tinker Hatfield days. Exactly. Yeah. This was like in, uh, I forget it. I forget how, when they started, like, I think it was before the seventies. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to brush up my early Nike days. History. Okay. Well, no, that's cool because now we all have to go look him up. Yeah. That's, that's part of <laughs> Question two. If not a designer, what would you be? Uh, depends on the hobby that I'm into lately. So, <laughs> like, right now I'm trying to dream up and, like, think of all our landscaping at our house and what that's going to be. And so now I'm like, yeah, I, I could, I, I should be a landscape designer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though I probably have no business doing that, but I think that would be uh, super fun. That's classic. I love like designers think that they can design anything else that needs yeah. creating. And the reality is I'm probably like thinking of like some pretty like bad ideas, but the point is I'm having, having fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> that's huge. Okay. Number three, what is your greatest indulgence? Um, coffee and donuts. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the like classic, like Homer Simpson donut. I'm, you know, you, then, you eat and, those. Oh yeah. But they, you know, like from, it's gotta be like fresh. It's gotta be yeah. good. It's gotta okay. be worth it, right? <laughs> We're not no not, no Walmart. Donut. Yeah, no no gas station. Um, just uh, yeah, classic. Gotcha. Is that like your breakfast? Uh, I wish <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> yeah, on a good day. <laughs> Nice. Okay. So we're already at four, which is the origin story question. And that's the question where we want to know about your background. How did you get your start in design? Cool. Um, well, when I was trying to like figure out what to go to school for, industrial design wasn't really like widely 
I mean, I think it was just in like rural Wisconsin. It, it wasn't. That's where I grew up. And so people kind of like judging my personality as well as myself were like, well, I think it's engineering that you want to do. Hmm. And so um, I just went for engineering. But like, you know, you show up to class and like right away, I'm just kind of realized I didn't quite fit in. And then and I used to race mountain bikes with a really cool dude who ironically is out here now, Thomas Bender, who oh, yeah. um, was going to school at Myad. And he like was super nice. And he just like totally sent me all this um, like info on industrial design. Hmm. And, and like right away, I was just like, oh, yeah that that's it cool yeah. let's let's find a school to do that and transfer to to stout and went down that path cool <clears throat> that's funny it's such like a um common theme for industrial designers that like they didn't it wasn't like a clear path to industrial design like yeah. so many of us didn't even know it was like a, a discipline that existed right know? yeah yeah totally um like when I was young, I wasn't necessarily like an art kid. So no one wanted to like recommend you should be a graphic designer yeah. or like artist. But I also, you know, wasn't like an engineering kid either, but I would, you know, do all sorts of things like drop, you know, motorcycles and tractors. Cause I live in Wisconsin, of course. Oh, cool. And like, just had this, you know, this weird blend of that, but no one was like, yeah, no one knew what that was for <laughs> or what you could use it for. That's super interesting. Like our parents with how, how jobs like the job market and careers are changing. Like our parents aren't going to understand our you know, parents aren't going to understand their kids' professions or right. like not be able to help them and find like, them. It, the same goes for me too. In the future, I'll be like, I'll, I'll be unable to advise yeah. my kid. I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like maybe you should draw. They're like, draw. I'll just have the computer draw. Yeah, yeah, me. exactly. It'd be a whole new set of rules up there. So for this question, question five, I would like you to pick a project, a design project that you think you should be known for. Oh, man. Um, and, and it could be anything. It could be something you made in school that was like particularly awesome. Or, oh, I think or, it was, was there an option that you could do the one that you learned a lot from? Yes. Okay, let's go with that one. Okay. Because... Um, uh, so this one was a project I did in school and it was the first time I had to inter like work with a, cl a client and it was this, uh, like faculty led project. So a professor, I was working with us to design the interior and furniture for like a new cafe hmm. in town. And, um, it was a really cool project, but being in school, you're kind of in a bubble of like professors that are like awesome design thinkers and then other students who are like, you know, passionate about design. So then once you get into the real world, you have no idea like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I, I think it like turned out really, really good, but it was just funny to like think back on probably a lot of like the embarrassing things that we said to the clients. And <laughs> it was a good experience of like interfacing for the first time with a very like critical part of being a designer. Mm, that's cool. Like those early, early formative days where yeah. you're learning way more than you're actually producing. So what gets you up in the morning? Um, pour over coffee. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Do you get nervous? And like, if you do, how do you deal with it? Uh, I do. And I don't do with deal with a well, <laughs> but, um, I would say 
the more like prepared I am, that like less nervous I'll feel. Yeah. The more like unprepared, uh, or if I don't feel like good about a project, I'll I'll be like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> so And so yeah. if, if if that's the case, will you will you like get up early and like make sure you're prepared or Yeah, I mean, it's kinda like this process of trying to like get as much done as as possible to, to figure it out. So Okay, so here's a question that people usually don't address. Um, What would you consider a successful career? Like if you had to, you know, that exercise of of like writing your obituary, um, how would you define like your your success as a a designer through your career, like if you're at the end? Um, Probably just if I like made products that are memorable, like more so than being like super aesthetically amazing or viral or something Mm. i think i would take the most pride if someone can use something i made daily and like just be like man this like totally improves my life and um just makes things like so much better i think like that's the the like the greatest joy i get out of like product design versus Mm. like um something being super popular or whatever or Mm. making a lot of money yeah so it kind of makes me think of like the fit Fitbit, for mm-hmm. instance, something that's just like simple and on my wrist, but it's kind of changed, you know, my life and kind oh, of yeah. goes with me everywhere. Nice. Um, but no, I like that. I like that answer. Um, okay. So a few more rapid fire questions. We've been pretty rapid so far. Um, but maybe how about like a few un, uh, non-design <laughs> related questions? So um, what's your favorite all-time movie? Um go back to childhood classic of, of toy story just because i love the detail in the animation especially for its time period mm. um like yeah if you just look like i can remember just like random vivid details about the animation that's mm. amazing toy and story. the storyline is just like classic um like unbeatable like something that would <clears throat> capture a kid's imagination perfectly right that's rad. That that recommend makes me want to like go back and watch it with my yeah. three, three year old and six year old. It's <laughs> yeah. like just a good reminder because I think they've saw they they've seen like Toy Story four out of context or something. Yeah, like I haven't even maybe. seen the new, wait, the newer the new one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the new one that shows how out of it I am. But it's been years since I've seen it, but still great. <laughs> which activity would you turn into an Olympic sport for which you would win the gold? Um. I, okay, I'll go ob- obscure yeah. with uh, backcountry snowboarding. So obviously when you do that, you have to like ski up and then turn your snowboard into skis on the way down. And within that community, that small community, like there's a lot of pride in how fast you can do that. And especially if you can do it faster than a skier. So um, I think uh, if I could turn that into a, an Olympic sport, that would be it. That's cool. <laughs> okay, one more. What bends your mind every time you think about it? I guess like creativity itself, just Mm. as like a concept that we really don't know a lot about, but yet you have people certain or like, yeah, people who are just amazing creatives and so natural to them. Mm. So yeah, it's like beyond my comprehension. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Creativity itself. Yeah. Great answer. Question 12, the inspiration question. Oh, 
<laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Where where do you find inspiration? Like where and when and how and with who and mm. where does your inspiration come from? Um, well, hopefully this will be like a satisfactory answer, but like I think it's when it's just like what I've observed about myself, like what works the best. But like when I'm working on a project that has when you're like solving the right problem, uh, it always just like ideas. It's so easy and it's so much fun. It's so easy and so fun. And versus sometimes you work on projects where you're asked to like differentiate something that maybe isn't that different to begin with. And so I find that I have to like really dig deep on that. Hmm. Um, so I think like when you start out right, when you're like solving the right problem, it, it makes a world of a difference. Mm, I like that. Um, so do you have certain rituals that make up your design process process? Um, or do you have like a routine for your creative process? Um, not really. Besides your pour over coffee in the morning. Yeah. Besides my pour over. (laughs) Um, I think it's, I mean, it always starts like by being curious about what you're trying, like what problem you're trying to solve. Mm. So it'll take form in some sort of like research, whether it's just simply asking people about things or getting like opinions on um, a common problem that maybe like people deal with every day. Hmm. Um, But then, um, yeah, just kind of going in and like breaking it down into like more um, understandable pieces. Okay, that's cool. And and how how much of that are you actually like kind of writing down and documenting and like making bu- bulleted lists and stuff like that? Are you do you are you pretty organized in that way when you break it down? Not at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think when it comes to like presenting it, yes. But like yeah. w- during the process, I'm it's very much like a, fr- a free flow of um, sketches, notes, things like that, just to get on paper more for myself, and then. Um, yeah, I'll try to like refine it. It, it. It also depends on like who I'm presenting to. Yeah. Like if it's internal, I'll just like talk people you can through it. Talk through it. Yeah. yeah. If it's external, it's like obviously you have to be really like dialed and have all these fancy presentations and stuff. Yeah. So that's what I like about being in house is a lot of times you can just save yourself a lot of time and talk people through, <laughs> you know, the, the reasoning yeah. behind something. <laughs> I feel that. It's like I've thought about it. I didn't write everything down, but trust me, it's in this brain here. Right. <laughs> right. Um, do you have some tricks for like getting out of a, out of a creative rut? Like if you're stuck, is there something that you can do or that you normally do go to? Um, I mean, I think a lot of it is, um, I like to just change mediums. Cause I think a lot of times huh. if I'm kind of identified, at least with myself, like if I'm in a rut, a lot of times it's because I'm like thinking of the same idea and maybe I'm like excited about the idea. Yeah. So I need to just go out and like, even I'll just go around and like talk to people about it and hopefully like one person will kind of poke a hole in it yeah. at least enough to kind of like deflate some of the, the excitement about it. And then, and, and then just random people, like, like random people in the office, yeah, like the, the, the exactly. accountant, you know, really? like, hey, <laughs> how's this bag? What do you think? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then it's kind of like, you're like, okay, cool. Maybe we'll go back to it, but then I'll like deal with this problem or, or something, but then you can at least kind of move on and, mm. um, like start like generating more ideas. Cause uh, usually at that phase, I'm just trying to go for like, like more and more. Yeah. So quantity, the, yeah. the divergent phase. Right. Exactly. Mm. And hopefully, you know, quality, quality ideas too. Cool. 
Um, so this is kind of related. How, how do you approach research, um, generally for your, your process right now? I guess, I guess that's the way to, a good way to ask it is like right now, like at cool or kind of what you're doing right now. Yeah. How do you work in research into your design process? Yeah. Um, well, I think part of it is like with, with bags, it's kind of easy because, well, it's not easy, but it's something that everyone can relate to. And you can also observe that like all the time. Like mm. even like when I walked in here, it's like, I'll like, I noticed you picked up your bag and I'll like, I'll like start observing how you're mm. even using it. Gotcha. <laughs> you're, you're always being a yeah, detective. So you're, you're always kind of doing that. But then, you know, you think of like these um, core areas of like, what is a relevant problem to solve in bags, especially since there's so many of them. Yeah. And so if I can like, latch on to like a great um problem to solve it like starts to guide my research and then yeah um a lot of times my research kind of comes in the form of like prototyping things and just trying to like fail or prove an idea mm. quickly mm. and when you're establishing that problem will you, will you involve like the group or will you, will you kind of like get totally. everybody on board with that problem before you start diving into it um yeah i mean as much as i can i mean it's yeah. a very <clears throat> like the, the culture at Cool is interesting. It's, it's like pretty inf informal, okay. um, where like that that buy in process is is like either quick for people to like want to do it or quick to people to be like, no, that's really dumb. <laughs> so, what, but I think it's good. So, I mean, yeah, awesome. the, the more you bounce ideas off, the more they'll let you know, like of like, okay, yeah, that's worth it. And if if you see excitement from people, you're like, okay, I'll. I'll put some time into this and research a little bit more. Mm. So, yeah. mm, cool. So we're we're already at question sixteen, which wow. is we kind of always ask the same question here, which is like the tool question. Nice. Um, I'm just curious, like if people have a favorite tool that they want to, what's the word? Try to advocate and yeah. share for the design community here. Like it made me think of the Cintiq. Like so, Sam <laughs> sold me my first. Uh, Cintiq, the, the, the large, like, um, monitor that you can draw on nice. digital monitor. And so that's become like my go-to tool. Right. So well, I was going to say like, that is totally my go-to tool. Yeah. Okay. So I already <laughs> stole your answer. So but, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm stoked that you're still using that actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's changed like my workflow completely. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I just like that you can like send designs off even it even like semi refined presentations mm. really quick like you can email someone an idea that's like way more sketched out versus like pen and paper yep. on the flip side like if you were to ask me to explain an idea right now obviously pen and paper is like where it's at yeah and like it's way faster but i think in an, in like an everyday you know work setting Cintiq is is the way to go and you can you can draw something digitally put you know, paste it into an email, like send it totally. right away. Yeah. It's super flexible and just, and, and like just the, like the rendering tools just make it easy to mm. add that little extra pop. So are you still using that little guy primarily? Are you back to like the huge desktop? Yeah. Back to uh, the desktop, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> Where you can draw like upright. That's for me, everything, because I don't have to like creak my neck, like looking down at the yeah, table. And also you can like, yeah, draw with like your shoulder and, you know, make huge, movements versus being like crammed on a little little tablet <laughs> yeah drawing little thumbnails and stuff yeah exactly mm. all right the Cintiq you know props to the Cintiq sure <laughs> 
All right, so we are already on to the pontification section, where we ask some deeper questions, such as, what is true creativity to you, Sam? Boy, you got the, the hard one right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, again, it goes to my like earlier answer. I have no idea about it, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's I. I'll just describe like the feeling uh, I get like when I'm feel like it's being the most like productive yeah. or like when I'm feeling it the most is basically like just like a, a flow state yeah. to use like the the buzzword about it. Totally. Where you'll go into like an hour long session of like sketching where you're just kind of in your head, you're like linking one question to the next and you're getting it down on paper and you like really forget about everything else that's kind of going on. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to like get in, like it doesn't really happen that much, yeah. but like, um, that's kind of like the sweet spot of it. And I think, yeah, the mark of like the most creative moments for myself. Yeah. Where you can lose yourself and lose time and you're flowing from idea to idea pretty, pretty easily. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's that's totally like what I'm after too. Like at the end of right. the day, just to be able to be given that space to right. do creative work like all the time is like the goal, you know? Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> um, so what do you think designers will be doing in the future? Like what will, what will be the role of a designer in the future? Um, hopefully like the same thing that they like should be doing right now where it's like, making the made world better for mm. humans and animals. Like I, if I had to like reduce what design should do for the world, it's, it's that it's like, you know, it's all about what we make to improve our life for, you know, ideally all, all living things. Mm. I like so, that you brought animals into the mix too. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, <laughs> gotta be all encompassing for sure. Mm. Um, do you think like, uh, some of these like meat replacements that are kind of becoming more popular have, have some traction. Do you think, do you, do you predict like design, you know, that, you know, design and engineering yeah. be kind of having a place in reducing like, um, animal cruelty? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's like just as, you know, like that's, um, design at its, at its finest in a way is like trying to figure out new ways to like solve, um, significant problems, especially like going into the future. So yeah, I mean like design may not be as, um, you know, tactile as we view it now, but it may be, um, you know, cause like you were saying earlier, maybe sketching just happens by itself or something right. <laughs> just by thinking about it, but who, who knows? Um, uh. but I think it's, it just comes down to like, that's what I think our value is, is always, um, finding ways to like solve real world problems and mm. um, make make the world better. I like it. <clears throat> and using, yeah, creativity to solve problems. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so um, I want to ask a few solid questions at the end here. Cool. So we were talking before we started recording about how you've been here for almost six years, or a little over six years, mm -hmm. and working in different, you know, design posi positions here. Um, so we we're, we we're, were joking, like, does that make you a Salt Laker? Do you have to do like <laughs> 10 years? I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you're committed. You, you just bought a house, right? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So we'll, we'll like preemptively call you a Salt Laker so, cause you're committed to the, uh, thanks man. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> yes, welcome. 
so for you that that's cool like you know somewhat like an outsider what makes um salt lake city a good place to design and like be a creative person uh for me it's because i can get out and do um like all my passions of of climbing uh snowboarding and mountain biking Mm. like that's definitely uh also part of like my recharge and my every day and i think if you know i if i couldn't do it as much as i do here that would be like such a hard impact for me yeah and so it's part of you know what i need to like balance my life so that i can do my best work Mm, i feel like creativity is kind of a a fickle thing too like if you can't create that like um brain space or have that physical activity like you could you you could look you know if you're stuck or whatever you could look at a page for like a day and not do anything good totally it's like we were talking earlier with like the flow state thing where like how often do i actually enter that space like it oh oh man it's not often yeah (laughs) not that's unfortunate because like I would be so much more productive if I could just tap into that. Right. Like by the minute. <laughs> it seems like, um, the stars have to align in a way, like depends on like, how's your diet been and how's your hydration and, like, yeah. you know, the physical state stuff, but also like, how's, <laughs> are you, you know, are you and your wife cool at the moment? And are, are you, have your kids been good? And, yeah. then, and then is we're good. And then you can have the flow state. Like <laughs> right. if it was easy, like everybody would do it. Right. But it's like, yeah. it's like this confluence of elements that get you in a flow state and then you're in it and you don't even know it because you're not thinking about it. Yeah. Well, it was like that, uh, quote by like Chuck Close where he's saying like inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up. Yeah. And I think, um, there was, I think like Christoph Neiman gave this like super cool, uh, interpretation of it where he's like, Oh, it, it's not necessarily a quote about being like a hard ass. It's more about like, when you're not feeling it, you just show up anyway yeah. and you'll actually get like better results than you can. And so I've been trying to like, I'm like, yeah, I think that's, that's like, that's true. I can take some, some comfort in that and like, yeah, you know, show up, start doing it and hopefully you can, um, get better something. Some, yeah. Like better results than you thought you would versus being like hoping the stars align. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So totally. It's like you're building a shed. And you're, you're putting the, you're putting the bricks up, you know, and it's not, not every day is going to be awesome, but sometimes right. you'll be able to step back and reflect on how exactly. the shed, Yeah. You're like, oh, go. it is looking like a shed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question 20. We're already there. Um, and I want to ask another solid question and, um, maybe, maybe just an easy one. Do you have like a happy place in Salt Lake that kind of does give you that re recharge, like a specific place? That's a good go-to. Uh, I mean, yeah, like the mountains, but I mean, like in the winter, it's, um, going snowboarding. Yeah. Um, and then in the summer it's going climbing or, or mountain biking. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, you know, so it is the mountains, you know, it's like straight up. Yeah, totally. Get, get up yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so smart. Um, yeah, I think it's really smart for people that move here. They, they, it's almost like they appreciate it more than like if you, for those of us that grew up here, you know, <laughs> like you got to get up there. Yeah. It's amazing. Like. it's like the, it it totally drew me. Like when I uh, first moved here, I was like, this is so cool. And obviously like kept me here for many or for six years. Yeah. So well, and good, good for you for like continuing to take advantage, even though you're working a full schedule and you've got relationships to, uh, you know, maintain. (laughs) I try. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get up there. You gotta do what you do. What you gotta do to reach out. Oh yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Well, that's 20 questions. We did it. That was great. Thanks for like coming here and catching up with me. Um, it was, it was really cool to this see This was you. super fun. Thanks, and, man. Um, 
yeah, we'll 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 keep it up. Um, I'll tag you. I'll tag your like Instagram or wherever wherever we can, um, so people can get a hold of you and kind of keep the conversation going. Awesome, be fun. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, thanks, man. Thank you.